Hey everyone, my name is Simi and welcome to Chai Your Auntie Should Be Spilling. Today we're going to talk about <laughs> men and feminism. I have Dion here with me. What's up? And we both are a part of INDU, an organization that helps combat domestic violence in South Asian communities across the U.S. So let's get started. First of all, I think it's very important, Dion, that we like tackle the word feminism itself and... Mm-hmm. Talk about how it's misunderstood, what it actually means, right? And feminism, people think, means that women are trying to assert their superiority um, or their authority over men or trying to say that women are inherently better than men. But feminism simply, like, says, hey, men and women should be equal in, like, public and private spheres of life. Your gender or your sex shouldn't determine uh, how you are treated and doesn't inherently make men you know the bosses of women etc yeah no absolutely absolutely words like no privilege or toxic masculinity are thrown around and people just think feminists think that men are awful people or they don't have like struggles or problems of their own it's just that men cis men don't have problems because of their gender yeah but like gender works differently for white men brown Mm -hmm. men and some things that might be, you know, admired in cis white men might be demonized in, like, people of color. So feminism just, like, advocates for the rights of women and sometimes even challenges how we view, like, the gender binary itself. That women don't have to be feminine to be women and men don't have to be traditionally masculine because acquiring gender traits has nothing to do with gender. And gender is just an intrinsic identity, how we see ourselves. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. So coming back to feminists and men, Dion, can men be feminists? Yes, absolutely. Men can be feminists. Um, If men believe in the equality between men and women, then you're a feminist. It's easy as that. Anyone can be a feminist. And if you believe in equality in general, then you're capable and you should stand up for equality. Absolutely. I think that men need to be feminists for women to come up in equality and they should be ethically they need to be the ones to push for feminism and they need to be the ones that push for equality and this is like the only way for you know everybody to like get to that place and we see there's there's so much intrinsic bitterness that's being built up in men and we see that in like cases of toxic masculinity yeah and i think again toxic masculinity is also misunderstood men think that usually like you know when you hear the word you think oh masculinity itself is toxic or all men are toxic Mm -hmm. that's not what the term means it just means that you know some parts of what we count as masculinity as a society can hurt both men and women Mm -hmm. you know violence and aggression towards you know, in masculinity can hurt women overt, you know, in physical abuse or domestic violence, but it also, you know, hurts men. Um, For example, like masculinity, like sometimes means you cannot show emotion. You cannot show any emotion other than anger, you know, in public and private spaces, you know, both when you're walking on the street, but also in your own home. It's such a basic part of being human to like feel things and be able to tell, you know, your closest people in your life about those emotions and share them but men have to suffer silently because you know expressing them will get them these labels of like weak or you know unmasculine right Right. yeah no i i i totally agree with what you're saying um i think like a lot of men 
they like to pretend well not pretend but they like they think that toxic masculinity is attacking their inherent masculinity mm-hmm. and their like idea of being a man but it's like toxic masculinity is attacking the ideas of masculinity that's weaponized exactly um, well put i think yeah you know <laughs> i think that like toxic masculinity like you know like being a man and like a lot of like men will probably agree with this is that like they feel hesitant you know act emotionally when emotions are a very very natural part of the human psyche like it's a weird kind of suppressing tool that society has sort of like made so that men feel like they're entitled to women and they have some kind of power when they use masculinity and like you know when you talk a lot about how it affects women but it literally affects like higher suicide rates in men you know social stigma at the you know expression of emotions like leads to higher suicide rates in men and it literally harms men too so men also have a wasted interest in trying to you know reduce these social expectations that harm both men and are dangerous to both men and women right right they never really get that outlet and they never get to express their emotions and that's why like the the suicide rates are so high they just have like these pent-up pain absolutely and so coming back to how toxic masculinity is exercised, but also it's exercised differently between cultures. You know, the notion of masculinity differs culture to culture and sometimes are even in contrast to one another. So, Dion, have you like seen any instances or aware of male privilege or toxic masculinity, particularly in the South Asian context? Wow, well, that's a that's a that's a big that's a that's a good question. That's a big question. There's a lot of <laughs> there's a lot to that i think south asian culture and is rooted in a lot of tradition and you know like india like well like because i'm from india so i can that's my anecdotal mm-hmm. like a lot of these practices being kind of upheld in in like media and you see like from literally like to media to even just like your like own like family and your friends and kind of like south asian culture sort of promotes and like unfortunately like it it does promote this idea that men are more valuable than women and we like we can see that like even just like the way that like people talk to the girls and the boys in like a regular like south asian setting like you know there's this sort of expectation that women are supposed to be like kind of like be told what they're like they're supposed to do what they're told Mm -hmm. and they're supposed to kind of abide and not be not act a certain way and be submissive almost um because of that like men seem to be like the ones that are always kind of like doing whatever they want and like they're allowed to make mistakes like there's i could go on i could go on like the the list the list is like endless but like i've seen many times just you know going to like an indian function just like the first thing like if you if you were to go to like a household like an indian household the first thing that happens is like the daughter of the household like is getting you the stuff is like doing all the stuff they're opening doors they're and it's not like it's not even like they're asked they're just expected to exactly um there's no it's not even like a there's no gratefulness in it it's just like a you're just supposed to and it's like because idea of i think do right and i think 
as an Indian male, like when you see this kind of going on, you just get like used to it, you know? Absolutely. You get you get used to it. It normalizes for you. And like as much as people are always going to be like, oh, no, like I don't think that it's like you there is a lot of unlearning that has to happen. And you get used to like this idea that like women are supposed to do things for you. And like when you go re- visit relatives, you go visit like anybody, like when you go visit India, like it's so apparent that when you talk to someone versus literally like your female friend or your sibling talk to someone like how they perceive you they there's a there's a respect thing that's actually it is a you know honor-based culture so that makes a lot of sense that toxic masculinity or masculinity would be rooted in you know being respectful to men and subordination you know of women in the household and like politeness only being imposed on you know women and men getting the respect um yeah that was very well said um so i was wondering you know there's these different cultures where both you know toxic masculinity exists you know male privilege exists how can men be good allies in both these cultures especially like in the context of you know south asians in america you know second generation um who are trying to you know educate yeah. themselves well i think that like despite what community you are like i think a lot of men just need to kind of come to this very, very basic fundamental idea <laughs> that, like, they're not better than women. And I know that sounds, like, silly, but, you know, like, there are so many people that just, like, they, like, it's it's so, it's as small as, like, they don't even expect that a woman can do their job. So one way that I feel like, well, not one, there's a, there's a bunch of ways that people can, men can be good allies a coherent listener to women's voices don't drown them out don't think that your voice is more important because you're a man preach whole merit to you know like women that are speaking um i think a big thing about allyship is supporting them like honestly just be there i think for women in, in your life and just women in general but if people are trying to like discourage her and you know they're trying to like downplay her achievements or like trying to like dumb her down like you need to be the one that goes that's not cool and you know you don't have to be outlandish about it like you can just be like you know you can just kind of like deflect it or like defend her or even praise her and be like what are you talking about now she's joining thousand look what she's doing when you discourage these kind of things in your own friends like they start to be like you know sure they're like initially they're gonna be like okay what's wrong with him but they're gonna like think about it you know and like i think there's there's a lot of internalized misogyny with men and sometimes like they don't even realize that they're interrupting or they're saying things because they think that like they're like oh it's not like they think that like Mm -hmm. this person's particularly like not smart you know they just have this bias and sometimes people just need to be shocked out of it absolutely Um, I think that another thing, another way that men can be allies is like, honestly, this kind of goes into a smaller context. Like when you're just with your guy friends, like I like I hate to say it, but like, you know, when you're with any group of people that is just like within your own and like outside of another, like there is a way that you talk about everybody else. Like even like mm-hmm. <laughs> honestly, if you're just talking with your friends, like, you know, you guys gossip a little bit about everybody else. <laughs> Unfortunately, like we see a lot of times like 
when men are like by themselves like they get very uh they can get into like a habit of like this like locker room kind of talk and mm-hmm. people can like argue that like that's not harmful it's not harming anyone but it's like you're sort of normalizing objectification and you're normalizing the way how to talk to women like you're normalizing so many things that you don't even realize and even if you yourself think that oh no i'm not like this i'm above this you don't know if your friend that you're talking to is taking it that way absolutely so i feel like when you're with a group of male friends and they're speaking and they're saying things that are just very like crude or objectifying like i think a good way to sort of be a good ally is to be like hey like yo that's our friend like that's not cool like don't speak about them like that like if you're listening i was gonna say like if someone's listening to this right now and they're just like oh that is like overboard it's like then it's like you're already like you already like don't realize that like it's not right to talk about um and lastly just kind of like discourage uh i think a lot of times especially like in college you notice a lot of like males like when they go to like a party or like Mm-hmm. You know, like, they ain't gonna date. They do this thing where there's, like, oh, like, nothing happened. Like, what, what? Like, they, they feel up, like, they feel super upset. Like, nothing happened. And, like, they their advances were refused. And they take it personally to a level that is, like, ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And, and they do this thing where they're, like, she's either a prude or she's either... If she's not a prude, then, you know... She's not approved. I'm not going to use words. Um, Encourage that. Yeah. And I think um, it also comes down to like kind of feeling inadequate yourself. You know, we talked about. Absolutely. You know, yeah. Masculinity means in our society. And I think when your advances are, you know, rejected, you kind of take it on to like, I'm not man enough or, you know, I'm supposed to be this, you know, perfect guy, you know, who is supposed to, you know, woo every woman who looks at him. And when mm. that doesn't happen, it's like this, in, you know, internalized narrative kind of makes you feel rejected instead of thinking like, hey, this is just another person. It's probably they, they're not interested. Like, it's as easy as that, but it's taken, yeah. you know, personally. And then there's like this gush of anger and aggression um, towards those people. Yeah. Calling them like prudes or like name calling and kind of like trying to push them down for their choice. Mm-hmm. Wow, that's a really good point. Thank you. You're right. It's like creates this sort of like insecurity and if you want to be a good ally like you need to like discourage that immediately to make it not as personal as it sh- as they think it is exactly i think that's a great place to stop and that's all we have for you today uh, thanks for joining indu on today's episode of how can i be a feminist if i'm a guy